Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to a brand new episode of Healed Girl Era, the podcast with me, Gia Peppers. Our next guest is Golden Globe nominated actress, singer and powerhouse Danielle Brooks. We filmed this conversation right before the strike ended. So before we get into this, I gave her a call to celebrate officially her latest accomplishment, reprising her role as Sophia in The Color Purple and starring in her first studio feature film. I'm in the car on the way to the airport. Okay, love this. Okay, so we <laughs> literally, now that the strike is over, we are in full color purple mode, sis. How do you feel right now? I feel like Oprah says all things purple or all things divine, baby. And it is time to live in our divine season. Oh, yes. Uh, it's been crazy, amazing fun. We hit the ground running right away. Um, and I'm just really excited that we actually get to share this with the world now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. And your girl got hair and makeup. Now let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to more of this convo later. For now, let's get into our conversation. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Healed Girl Era. I am so happy to have you all here. And we are in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was here for the One Music Festival. And I, there was only one person on my heart that I really wanted to sit down with. And my sister, Danielle Brooks, is a light. She is a force of kindness and all things good in this world. Mm -hmm. And because she shows up for who God called her to be, Thank she you. has been blessing us with performances since Orange is the New Black and before that. And she's been in incredible shows, Tony Award winning moments, mm -hmm. Piano Lesson, The Color Purple, and so much more. And right now we're going to get into a conversation about how she's doing her life and all of her journey so far. And so y'all, please help me welcome the beautiful, the talented, the future EGOT herself, <laughs> Danielle Brooks. Hi. Thank you. Hi, sister. Hey, girl. How you doing? Girl. <laughs> exactly like that. You know, there's actually an SNL clip of Meg the Stallion. Go, girl. Girl. And they just have it a whole conversation. Girl. Right. I could do that today. I'm not going to waste your time no. doing that. But I could. It's okay. Yeah. Because I would understand everyone. I'd be like, ooh, girl. I think you would. I would understand everyone. But, like, you know, when I think about this, this show, I think about people who have always understood the responsibility of their platform. And every time I have seen you or interacted with you, we did a beautiful ABFF panel earlier this year, which you was. Did. You had to That's why in there. I'm here, though. Yeah. Because of you. Like, Thank seriously, you. that. G, um, Gia Peppers, when you hosted the ABFF for the panel for this movie that's mm -hmm, coming out. Mm hmm. Um, and I remember like being super excited about the panel, but also a little nervous. Yes. And so I'm trying this new thing where if you don't really know what to say, don't, you don't have to say anything, but I still had something to share. And mm -hmm. I remember you saying like, 
D, remember that thing you were talking about backstage? Um, and you talked about the first two words of Alice Walker's book when you opened it. I need you to explain what that means to you, what her words mean to you, and how that impacts and reflects in your experience. Yeah, man. Uh, this, this, this story, this multiverse means so much to me because this was the first Broadway show I ever saw in 2005 was The Color Purple. And then 10 years later, after many auditions for Broadway and hearing no after no after no, my first Broadway show was The Color Purple. And I have been in films, but this is my first studio film. You need to read it. And the first two words are, Dear God. And I feel like, as a people, it's our love letter kind of to God. To say, Dear God, thank you for helping us dance through our trauma. Thank you, God, for pulling us through our pain. she found a way to like help me whether you knew you were helping me or not mm. like to come out of like hiding because I was mm. about to just be like I don't have anything to say mm. and you were like no you had something poignant to say and I'm just really grateful for that yes. so and that story had a standing ovation uh, we gotta find that <laughs> clip okay because you are just so amazing and like I, I love that you were honest about that and I'm grateful that God used us in that moment to be like help each other I'm we so need grateful each other. for that and having people like you who listen truly yeah. listen to yeah. the person you know like that's important a lot of hosts do not <laughs> you know what I mean and I get it it's a hard job it's, a hard it's job. not like easy to do and navigate and remember all the things that the person did yeah. and, da, 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 and like it's hard but it's you hard. are skilled at what you do thank you sister well I'm excited to get into this convo because one of my favorite things about you is that like you are so talented, but you are also such a girl's girl. Oh, and thanks. like, I love watching your viral videos with the girls, <laughs> Tiana. You got, you got Brittany. Shout out to my sister, Brittany Inge. Like, all, all the, all, the girls love you. I love them. And you love them. Which is weird because I don't have any sisters. Oh. I just have one brother, but my best friend, Tisha Wilson. Shout out to Tisha. That's been my like ride or die since I was four, and I guess that's where it comes from. Yes, I don't sisters. know sisters. Yeah, but I don't have any sisters, so it, I don't know. I guess it's definitely necessary to have mm -hmm. each other, especially in this business. Talk about we don't get into that. I want to get into that, but I want to start first <clears throat> of all. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat. No, I look, tea is life changing. Heal, healing is tea. Okay, now you started acting in the church. Yes. At the nativity play. Yes. Hallelujah. Bless God. We bless God for that. Because every, <laughs> every person I know got their act started something in church, whether it was like singing in the yeah. choir. I, my first public announcements were yeah. uh, giving glory to yeah. God. You know, like, you're a church girl, too. A church girl. Yeah. All the way through. So, like, you know, my first, I mean, I went to an elementary school in a preschool that was all black in D.C. Okay. And it was called Tots. And Miss Davenport would make us speak. Uh -huh. Like as like grown people uh -huh. from the time we were like two, we and I to, would yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah. We had something called oratorical contests yes. that we would do as high schoolers, and it was curated by the churches. But basically, they were making us little preachers. <laughs> we would have to come up with our own little sermons. Mm. Like they would give us the scripture. And we would have to come up with our own sermon. They were like five minutes. No way. And then whoever won got the um, pot. You know the not communion. What's it called? Um, when they pass the pot around, the, the, you get the tithe. You get the tithing, girl. You got the tithe. <laughs> or the offering. The offering. You get the yes, offering. Right, not the tithe. No. That's to, yeah. the, to the Lord. You in got the, house the of offering. God. But you got, I got the offering a few times. I got the offering. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? 
one girl no okay because i was about to be like because if you want to do no, the rendition i don't i don't know <laughs> i definitely wrote it down and i remember it but i do feel like that helped me when it came to like writing speeches and things mm. because i really actually enjoy that because i was talking to another actor and i don't write my own speech i don't do that i'm hiring somebody i was like you hiring right. somebody i wanted to come from me mm. So I think it definitely came from the church. Yes, like shout out to like those church things matter. They truly do. When you think about the first time you're in front of an audience, it, you it's loving when you're at a church because we're all like, "Go, it's all right, baby. Yeah, it's all right." Like it's a good thing to start. I think in those spaces. But when you think about the nativity play and what that what that little Danielle thought about being on stage, is that when you knew you wanted to? give your your call you follow your call of acting i think i just was it was sparked it mm. because the church members were like oh going to my mom and like oh my gosh she's so good and i was six she's so good i was like i don't know you keep saying i'm good and i kept getting in trouble for talking <laughs> in school all the time yeah. like i would run to my neighbor mrs simmons house all the time because i knew i was gonna get a whooping <laughs> So I go to her house first and emotionally eat because she'll give me Oreos. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> no, all about it. Like, I'm just going to go get Oreos and then I'm going to get a whooping. <laughs> and um, so my mom kept finding programs for me to be a part of mm. to keep me occupied. And so there was a lot of arts programs in Greenville, thank God, mm. for that arts education. And that just kept me going. And so it really wasn't until um, going to... Once I was in high school, I went to Governor's School for Arts and Humanities. So I went to, let me break it down, went to a normal high school. Okay. And then I went to an arts high school. Okay. So like freshman year, normal. Freshman and sophomore. Okay. And then, and then junior. junior and senior went to the fancy high school uh, that like Patina Miller, oh. Nicole Bahari, Tiana Paris. Um, You've known all of them since high school? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Y'all were all doing, like, productions together? Well, no. Oh. I'm the baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Don Cheadle. I'm the baby. <laughs> so, uh, we actually weren't in school at the same time. Got but it. we all ended up, besides Patina, who went to Carnegie Mellon, we all went to Juilliard. Juilliard. And we were all two years apart. Now we're all tight. Right. But we were tight then, too. But, um, so, yeah, I went to that special high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I auditioned, not even auditioned, they applied for this program that was bringing kids to New York mm. uh, and, and doing like this a mentorship. Because I know it was Atlanta and, I mean, Georgia and South Carolina, right? No. No, no. Were you just South Carolina. I was just, okay. like, I was oh, born no, in Georgia. Everybody thinks like I'm a Georgia girl because, yes. you know, I'm the I always call IMDb, IMDb or <laughs> whatever, Google, whatever. It's always like, Georgia. Yeah, it says Georgia first. I was just born in Georgia. I spent like two years in Georgia. So you don't know nothing. But now it really messes people up because I live in Georgia right. now. So they, yeah. Georgia matters to your story, but it's not, it's not where you were formed. No, in South Carolina, baby. 864. Period. Like, period. You know? Um, <laughs> well, okay, so, so you're going to a special program. Went to a special program. They took me and a parent, because uh, I got us accepted, to New York. Wow. So we did this. It was like diversity. We were teaching us how to make our own videos. Like, who? Whatever. Like we did this thing. No, like, to make our own, um, like, short films. Girl, if you see my short film that I made, it is so churchy. I want to see Now you have to send it to me. I want to so see churchy. it. It's so churchy. It's on a DVD. It is so like, oh, you know, the people that came before me, like Cicely Tyson and Viola Davis. And it's, it was in rhyme, too. So I don't have the rhyme, but it was like, I had it like, it was, it was amazing. I love it. Um, but very cheesy. <laughs> So, you was deep though. I was deep. You was deep in the I ocean. Had, but think, and you know, at the time, because you go to this little high school, and they teaching me like IPA, which is internet international phonetic alphabet. So they're teaching me like how to speak standard American. Mm. So this is this is the time, you know, when I'm like 15 years old, and my 
people in, in growing up are like, you're talking white, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm learning this new skill. And they're like, you're an Oreo. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm learning this new skill. Period. So get over it. Um, and so it's funny watching that video because you hear me trying to speak so, but I really like that Southern just laying into there. Um, but yeah, so we did that. And that's when... My father um, took us on our downtime to see my first Broadway show because mm. he knew I loved the theater. And then that first Broadway show was The Color Purple. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what really got me like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. And that's the full circle moment we were talking about <laughs> One at that panel, which your life has so many full circle so moments. So many. It's weird. I'm grateful for it, though. It keeps life, like, exciting. Yes. But, like, it's crazy because you think life is supposed to go a certain way or path that you want it to go and you don't understand the no's all of the time until god reveals them for me in full circle moments you're like oh so that's why i'm really trying to trust god in those moments where i still haven't had that reveal Mm -hmm. where i'm still like i do not understand what you're doing you are really challenging my life right now. Yep. And I'm just like, well, he showed it before. He revealed it before. Know that he will reveal in due time. Same God. Same God. Same God that got you yeah. from the color purple in the audience yeah. with your family mm-hmm. to the stage play. Yeah. And later to other things. Other things. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like, it's just just, ama- like if you yeah. really sit back and look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at 15. You're like, you don't know where life's going. I didn't know they were going to do a revival of this play 10 years later. Like, I didn't, I'm not thinking about that. Yes. And especially when you even reverse it, it's like, I didn't know that that's why God sent me with the, to do that program. I was not learning no short film. It was about this connection. You know, I needed that link. You know, and that spark. That's that's what I needed. Do you remember who was playing? Oh yeah, of course. Who was playing? Lashance. Oh, Sophia. Yeah. Oh, uh, Felicia P. Fields. Oh. Felicia, she's from Chicago. Felicia wow. P. Fields, and um, Renee Goldsberry was in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she ended up beating me out in um, the Tonys oh. that year, which I think is pretty still full circle. No, I'm like, way, it's like. You're in the I category. Mean, in the category, but at the same time, like, this is the person that I saw when I was 15. Exactly. Of course. Go ahead, girl. Get your <laughs> Congrats. Right. Yeah, like. I'll get the next time. Yeah, get the next time. <laughs> when you, and, and then we got to talk about Juilliard. Okay. Because literally the dream for uh-huh. so many people, and you not only got accepted, you studied there, you had friends, classmates that and peers that went on to work with you on projects. What what was it like? Do you remember your one when you got the acceptance letter mm. to Juilliard? Were you like, no one talked to me because you were at an art school? Like, were you like, mm, oh, did no. you go to Juilliard? I'm just playing. That's why I didn't get to go because I would have been like, <laughs> no, no. I, to be honest, I didn't know what Juilliard was until going to that high school and a lot in the black girls were getting in. Mm. That was really what it was. Nicole, Tiana, and another girl, Stacey Scott, excuse me, um, were getting in there. So I didn't know what it was. Yeah. But I do know the kids that like had the poster in their room, like because we, we lived on campus. Yes. So that, oh. yeah, it was like it was a mini Juilliard. Wow. Oh, so y'all, you were prepared. Oh yeah. Like we was laying that foundation. Wow. I didn't know about this school until all the black girls were getting in. So I applied at seventeen. You go through this whole audition process mm-hmm. in New York. At the time, they were doing their, this thing called the Final Forty. So. Out of all the auditions in Chicago, L.A., and New York, and then all of the sent-in tapes, they only brought 40 back. Wow. So we did that. It was a snowstorm because it was a two-day thing. Wow. In New York. It was a snowstorm on the uh, the call, final callback. Very New York. So I missed the whole first day. And I was so nervous oh and gosh. terrified. Like, Lord, I hope this doesn't mess up my chance. Yeah. And so I come in the next day, and I was like, I got to make an impression. <laughs> so I remember, um, you know, they have, like, they split us in groups of two. So 20 in one group was in my group, and they were like, we want you all to stand up, say who you are. And I was like, hey, y'all, my name is Peaches. 
And I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. And I was like, okay, I'm just kidding, Danielle. And I did that so that they would remember me. I was like, y'all are not going to forget me. I not came all peaches. the way from the Peaches Girl. Do you know my first year of Juilliard? They called you Peaches. They called me Peaches. For the whole year. And I had to finally be like, y'all got to stop calling me Peaches, man. Because I am not her. Danielle Brooks. Danielle Brooks. Danielle I speak IPA. Danielle. I have no Peaches. Not at all. <laughs> me in your roles don't do that to me no i understand like it's wild that you went to peaches because i swear in like the late 2000s it was like everybody was a peach like that was just probably what the night like peaches all you mean peaches like we all know who peaches is i actually have an auntie peaches shout out to you auntie peaches but she don't act like that like she she from dc you know but she ain't like you know she don't do that okay so you get to juilliard you get get in productions you are get into productions but was not like given leading lady roles okay at all okay so when we think okay so supporting roles or like supporting roles playing aunties Mm -hmm. playing best friend Mm -hmm. playing soldier number two Mm -hmm. playing witch number three and till i finally got to my we're about to go into fourth year senior year and i go to the faculty and i say i can't do this Mm -hmm. so y'all got to change something please because i cannot leave this program not knowing what it's like to be a leading lady. Wow. That would be robbery. And so um, they did something about it. We ended up doing Raisin in the Sun, mm. and I played Ruth. And then we did, uh, which we, me and Corey Hawkins, shout out to my homie, we watched DC's it the own. other DC. We watched it the other day. We were kind of slaying, dog. Like, kind of. He, he played Walter Lee. We were hella dramatic, yeah. which is a dramatic play. Yes. But, like, we kind of slayed it. We kind of slayed it. It's giving, it's, it's probably going to come back around. Like, oh, gosh. Full circle with the it way might. your life is set up. No, I didn't even it's think gonna about It's going to be that. you and Corey. Did not even think about that. Don't and Jaquina Calacango's in that too. Wow. Uh, yeah, and so we did that, and then we did Clyborne Park, and so I was able to be leads in that. And I'm so grateful for that moment. Yeah. Um, and speaking up and learning how to advocate for I was myself. Say, like, it takes a lot to be able to say, I spoke up for myself. I said absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those little things that we decide, like, can you imagine if you? Where it's too scared and you let fear yeah. stop you. Yeah. What your life would look like. Yeah, and, and at the time I was 21. So, you know, you have people that are telling you how to speak, how to move and how to talk and everything, every aspect of who you are. You know, it can be scary to advocate for yourself. Yeah. But I had done the research, like, mm-hmm. no lie, I wrote down everything that, like the patterns that I saw within the students. Wow. Like, and I was like, I see a pattern here, and y'all aren't going to do it to me as a black girl. Like, you know what you I mean? You was doing research. Yeah, because I, I needed to back it up. I, I felt like I didn't want people to just blow me off and be like, oh, it's all in your mind. I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. Um, two years ago, Stacey did this, mm-hmm. and then two years ago, you did the same thing to the other black girl. And it's like, I was really calculating. Were they stunned? Were they receptive? Um, they were receptive because they ended up, you know, helping, helping you. me out and giving me the parts that made me feel like a leading lady and got to, you know, step into that. Um, so I do feel like they did hear me. Mm. For yeah. And just for any girl, because I... I can only imagine how many people are afraid to go to their boss or afraid to go even to their husband and be like, I need you mm-hmm. to see me. Mm-hmm. For anyone struggling with that, what would you say? And even what, just off based off of what you experienced about how to advocate for yourself and any tips or just any anything that comes to your heart about how to, to advocate, take up your space? I think, I think, I think it's pretty simple. You get one life, and even if that's too deep, you get sometimes you get one chance mm. at things. Mm. And it doesn't, technically, the path is going to lead you where it's supposed to lead you, regardless. So if you feel that you're going to lose something, maybe you were supposed to lose that thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Come on. And I feel like that's what I think in my mind is like. It is a way to do things, so let's start there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. make sureing, make sure that you're doing it in order. Like, you're doing it in a way that is respectful or 
you know, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but do it. Like, mm-hmm. you have to. And if it leaves you, you might be saying thank God later on, mm-hmm. you know. But hopefully, you know, by you doing that, you do receive the thing that you wanted or needed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, or it'll push you in the direction that you need to be going. I love that. See, because it's all planned. But mm-hmm. all there's this idea that faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And we know, we know that to be true. Everybody knows that to be true, hopefully, by this point, if you're a believer. But, but the work part is the hardest part. And so I just applaud that 21-year-old version mm. of you. You know what's interesting? I feel like the work part is the easier part for really? me. Really? I think so. I'll put in the work. I will put in the work. Mm. It's the faith that tripped me up not too long ago. Girl, tell it. Gia, I thought I had faith, girl. I thought, you know how they say, have faith the size of musty. I was like, I got big faith. Got like, big you faith. know, I got watermelon faith down. The, the tree done grown up. Girl, no, I did not. I had put in the work on something that there was no denying that it was for me. There was no denying. And it was clearly not for mm-hmm. me. And it totally shook my world. And I realized, oh, I had crazy hope. Ooh. I had hope, like this optimism that, yeah, I can get the thing. I can work for the thing. But I didn't have faith. Mm. And when I realized in that moment, faith is realizing that whether it, the pendulum swings in your way or it doesn't, you will be okay. And I did not feel like I was going to be okay. Mm. I thought my world was crumbling. And it was so hard to accept that. My faith was so low to understand, like, how do I regain that? Because my faith was no longer a mustard seed. It damn near was a piece of lint. It was like, <laughs> come on, a crumb. A yes. crumb. Yes. Like a crumb of a crumb. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it came with devotion, talking to God for people that are spiritual, um, talking to God, getting my tribe, mm. talking to my tribe. Mm-hmm. I called Tiana, I called Nicole, yeah. I called Corey for perspective, you know, even though I have to really lean on my own um, and, and lean on him. And then um, time. Yes. Time, because I felt like that was another moment of like, I do not understand the why. Mm. I don't get it. I do not understand it, but I know in due time you will reveal it. And and that's where the time comes in. It still ain't been revealed. Yep. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, we 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 will never know the amount of times that you have had to be like, all right, Lord, you playing games, and you know, I know you don't play. But this feel like crazy. I I mean, for me, I've had many moments where like my career has felt stagnant, shattered, mm-hmm. like dreams that I was like, oh, okay, like this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the big moment. Yeah. They're gonna know my name. Everyone's like, it's gonna be a thing. I've this is why I've worked so hard. Mm-hmm. This is the moment, and then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And my faith was shattered as well. Mm-hmm. Like I would be in in my room, quite literally pacing, like squaring up with God. Like, now mm-hmm. come down here because we got. I got. I got beef I with you. Yeah. I just want to talk. Yeah. And it was. Like, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I ain't like, throw no hands. You know, it is what it is. Like, no, no. You could just call a little wave and knock me right out. So I'm not crazy, but I need to talk to you. And. <clears throat> I remember literally pacing to mm. the point where, like, my carpet had, like, a, a line. Like, those little lines mm. in it. And I was like, I am so angry at you. Mm-hmm. Because I have been doing this the way that you said. You said, don't be out here acting crazy. You said, respect people. You said, be nice. Every morning, I share That's a Bible right. verse. Yeah, yeah. I try to I'm help. I'm doing the things. I do the things. The work. There's a lot of people out here who's anti you Mm -hmm. that are moving faster and forward and getting these things what's up Mm. and like there was a moment where I had to be like I'm angry and Mm. I have to sit in it but what ended up helping me was 
like you said, staying in my devotionals, staying in prayer, going to church, even though I, I wasn't connecting yet. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm here. I know I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. You do the motions. Hallelujah. Like at some point I was like, oh, I don't really mean that. Like mm-hmm. I'm saying it because it's a reaction, but it's not really what I mean. And it took like, like you said, time, friendship, and then finally like uh, surrender to it. Surrendering. And also, which I have tattooed. Anyway, but also, um, what you're making me think about is evaluating. Come on. What is it that we're really chasing? What is it that we're really wanting? And why? Mm-hmm. That's the big part, is the why. When I broke that down, I was like, I don't feel seen. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be seen. Mm-hmm. But by whom Mm -hmm. and by what? And why does that matter more than what I feel about myself? And then I had to go back and be like, wait, what do I feel about myself? Mm -hmm. Like, it it, it started that anger, that moment with God. Because you feel like you you are, I guess, disposable in a way, too. If, like, you're, if, what are you doing if you aren't being seen? Like, who are you? Like, you're basically a piece of trash if you aren't that person. Like, you're not special enough. If you, you don't, don't post mean? it, it never happened. If it's they crazy. don't like it or comment, it's not lit. If it's like, why are we living in that space? I think it's too much noise. It's way too much noise. In our ears, in our faces, in our spirits. It's like, how do, how can we quiet that, you know? Yep. And get down to what's important. And that's what we were talking about off camera a little bit about the personal. You were talking about how, like, you wanted to start having your personal life. And I think that's, like, really helpful. Even yeah. though personal life can be cray-cray, too. <laughs> right. But <laughs> it's my back hurting. Speaking um, <laughs> of, and I ain't got no nanny, but whatever. Um, we gonna find it. We gonna work it out. But uh, but I think that's what it's about. It's like getting back to that to you. you, who you are, mm-hmm. and like what makes you happy. Yeah. And get out of like what society is telling us we're supposed to be. Exactly. Because when we really evaluate, we are. When you really look back, we are. And, and the thing is, like, even as angry as I would get, I, I would still always come back to this version of me. The, the person that's like, oh, I'm, but I'm still not giving up. Mm-hmm. I needed a month. Mm-hmm. I needed a second mm-hmm. to be angry. Mm-hmm. I needed a second to be sad. I needed a second to disconnect. I'm not posting. Don't ask about it. Mm-hmm. I will respond. I'm a horrible texter. I'll be... But especially when I'm going through my things, my friends mm-hmm. know. She ain't gonna say she'll, be, she'll be back. Give her a minute. It's very, it's very me. But I'm like, I really have to sit with this feeling and then let it go. Cause it doesn't, just cause it's here doesn't mean it. It's real. Feelings are crazy. Are they change all the time? But I've learned to be like, you know what? Let me be in it. Cause whatever it is, I'm probably need to learn and take something from this moment. Mm-hmm. Like there's gotta be, there's a, there's a reason, there's a flicker. There's a, there's something in here that's like, uh, pay attention mm-hmm. to this because this triggers you. So let's find out. And yeah, the, the, Jay Evan listened to so much Jay Shetty. Come on, Jay Shetty's podcast. Like so much, that's but good. that's the only way we're really going to move to the next level is by going through, like you need both you can't just live in a place of like celebration and i wins all the time like it's not you can't it's not and it won't really get you to the next level it's like if i gave my daughter cake every day she would not appreciate the cake on her birthday and she would be sick and she would be like she would get sick Like, if we really think about the people who have been on... Girl. And that's... Girl. Girl! But this... Girl! (laughs) But this reminds me of what you're saying about, like, when you start that comparing bullshit. Can you cover that? Yes, you can. When you start that comparing stuff, you don't know. Because when you talk about, like, well, God, I serve you. I do all the things you tell me to do. And this person don't do nothing. They just winning, 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 winning. You don't know what they medical condition... Is and you and you don't know and the crazy they part, could be sick they could be sick that's chasing 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 a life that you don't even know the fullness of is insane and I had to learn that for myself because 
social media is a trick. Like, quite literally, it is to trick you into believing 10% of a person's life is all that they are. And it didn't start that way. It wasn't not that way when we was, like, asking to be on Instagram and we was posting our food and a Christmas tree. And it was so filtered that you could barely make out what you were posting Uh anyway. Like, shout out to everybody that came up in that era. (laughs) You know, (laughs) all this new stuff. Y'all knew y'all got DSLRs for every photo. Girl, please. We barely, we had flip phones we were posting from at at one point. But anyway, I'll say this. I, I have, whenever I feel like the comparison envy thing coming, I'll be like, Ooh, I don't know what they, they sacrificed to get that. And life is hard enough. And you don't know what's on the other side and, of that. Like, and also I don't want anything that's not for me. And my life is hard enough. I don't really need nobody else's problems. My problems are big enough and small enough and right. enough for me mm-hmm. to handle. And so I, I ha- I've learned to do that. But social media is tricky where, like, if you scroll for too long, you will be like, wow, I haven't done enough. I'm overweight. No, seriously. I, like, I, my hair is ugly. My face is, I don't know how to do makeup right. Like, all the things. All the things. I need better jeans. I need better jeans. <laughs> I'm shopping. Now I'm buying things. Now I'm broke. <laughs> now I'm broke. Now I'm mad. I don't have a job. Because we're on strike. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. All the things. So we talked a little bit about rejection. You spoke about it with from the Jay Shetty podcast. And I don't think we talk enough about the trauma that can come from being rejected mm. over and over. But then also the building up of your person that happens after time. Girl, another Jay Shetty. He was just talking. I watch him like I don't even watch his podcast. You got to get into him. But but I feel like I'm gonna say everything he said because I'm already saying everything he said. You (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm just gonna be like they're gonna be like Jay G a copy of a J. No, it's no copy. It is sharing this important information. Let me grab let me gather information. Because everybody on his don't watch you and vice versa. Like no, like the sister's watching you. And that's who needed. That's what you know. That's why we hook. So he was talking about the rejection thing. Mm. And when you reject it from something that you don't really care about too much, you, you can like become her. bitter. Mm. But when you reject it for something that you really care about and want, you become better. And I just love that because I think that's true. Mm. It's like, yeah, you get, you, get, yeah, you get upset. But like when you love something, and that's how I feel about my career. Yeah. That's exactly what we experience, you as well. In this daily, sometimes, no, 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 no. We can count so many times we've heard. No. We probably can't count how many times we've heard no's. But we continue to strive to be better Mm. because that's how we care about it. And that's pushing us into our greatness. Mm. So rejection has its purpose, even though it sucks and it's like painful and it feels like contractions and period <laughs> cramps and like I don't know where I'm going with this but like all the things sucks. pain it's painful, painful. <laughs> it's necessary mm. you know yeah I'm, yeah it's necessary has there been a rejection in in your life that you were like ooh I don't think I can recover from this yeah the one I was just talking about that I can't really talk about yet yeah like yeah, just the top of this year being rejected. Um, but even outside of that, I think, let me think. That one's just the most the heaviest re- one. The recent one. But, <laughs> I mean, one that's fun to talk about now was, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. I love I it. I ain't telling the story yet. Um, so I had auditioned for a ton of Broadway shows before getting Color Purple on mm. Broadway. And so um, I had auditioned for this play, Pippin, mm. which I was really excited about. Um, Patina Miller had starred in it. Wow. And, like, I'm no Patina Miller, but I was like, maybe they're remixing it. You yeah. know, like, they got a new vision. Yeah, you you never know. know. You never know. I mean, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> they be changing girls out left and right. All types of girls. All kinds. But anyway, so I was excited. I had gotten, like, callback after callback. And was getting to the final. And so I get to the final, but they were tell they told me that it was a um director session. So I'm thinking it's just gonna be me the director, maybe, you know, a composer, not composer, but a musician to go over the music. We're gonna work this thing out. 
Girl, do you know that room was full of suits? It was like 30 people in that room. 30 people? It was, yes, stacked. It was like the final, final. Wow. I had no idea. It threw me all the way off after like getting six callbacks in or something like that. Mm. And I blanked on everything. I was going sharp on all the songs. Mm. Couldn't remember the songs. Tried to play everything off with laughter. And that was just like like failing. It was just like, Sandman, come get my ass. Sandman, come get my ass. I'm calling the Sandman. Hey, I'm over here. Yeah, there's nothing like bombing. When you're like, huh, well, I still got 20 minutes left. Oh, I was bombing. So I left. I just walked out of that room. I said, thank y'all for the opportunity, but I would never want y'all to measure my talent off of this moment. Mm. So I walked out. Mm. I rejected myself. Mm. I left and cried and cried. And um, that was really hard for me, uh, but but it, it made me better because yeah. right when I you know, went through that, I put myself right into singing classes mm. and dance classes because it was like, I don't want to experience that. And I also was like, okay, well, what do I also need to prepare for these auditions? And so in one of my, this is a weird fact about me, when one of my sessions with the vocal coach, um, we were talking spiritually, <laughs> which I love, and we were talking about being covered in the blood. Come on. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that literally. So I literally would wear and wore red underwear for that audition for Coat Purple, which was my next audition after that fail, wow. which was a few months later. Wow. And so I wore them because I needed to feel covered. like covered by God. Like he's somebody's with me. I'm not in this alone. Mm. And so I did the work to get better and you know i went in there and i ended up getting the broadway show yeah literally so So it wasn't a fail no it was the step to get to the next Mm -hmm. thing that would literally change your Mm -hmm. life like literally change your life Mm -hmm. Uh, when you first of all amen to the company in blood however (laughs) however that works for you it works for me and that's what I do. So, like, if I do, like, Broadway show or the piano lesson, the first preview opening, I got red drawers on. <laughs> I love this show. We learned so much. That's amazing. Period. There ain't no thongs. But, but no, you got... <laughs> look. If I got a little red. It's, it's something. Somebody... Mm-hmm. But that's what makes you feel safe, and I think mm-hmm. that's important. That's That, that makes you feel covered mm-hmm. period look how do we get it but i i i love that 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 is the thing but we got to go to the orange is the new black of it all because that's when i first fa- found out how amazing you were and i think the world first found out how how talented you are what did that level of notoriety feel like for you and how did it affect like danielle not mm. tasty Ooh, Danielle. experiencing my first notoriety was a lot. It was a whirlwind. Yeah. Because the show that I was on came out in 13 hours, like the whole entire show. So oh. it wasn't like back in the day where you watch it one episode a week. No, you watch the whole thing. So people immediately were obsessed with us and our lives changed in 13 hours. Wow. And I remember stepping out of my Harlem apartment, getting on the bus, and people started like screaming the character's name. And I was just like, I gotta get off this bus. Oh my God, what is happening? I'm by myself. Right, like what has happened? Subway, same thing. People would, you know, make a big deal and then they're off the subway. I'm still on here and I'm like, oh my God. Right. Um, And so I ended up going to therapy. I ended up going to therapy to figure it out. That's amazing. And luckily with that show, a lot of us were on different wavelengths in our career. So I was able to lean on some of those women and say, hey, like, this is hard to navigate. I don't Mm. understand how to navigate fame. And I had some failing moments, you know, where ego plays a part and you start smelling yourself a little bit and you know, feeling like, why do they get that? And I don't get that. And 
then the Emmys came around and felt like one of the only girls that weren't nominated for an Emmy that first year, second year, third year, you know, and just not understanding why. Um, and so instead of becoming bitter, which I did have those moments no, and definitely, I didn't feel like quitting though. Yeah. Like, I did have moments where I felt like <laughs> wanting to quit, but I didn't feel like quitting. I just wanted to get better because mm. I think for me coming from the small town of South Carolina, yeah, I went to the governor's school, this fancy high school, but they taught me acting. They didn't prepare me for the business. They mm. did not prepare me for Hollywood. Come on. That's the same for Juilliard. They did not prepare me to uh, how to audition. They did not prepare me for that. They did not prepare me for the real world. Mm. So I'm like, how do I navigate this? I don't understand. And then you realize it's all unfair. Mm. None of it's going to be fair. Whatever, however the chips falls, how it falls. You just never know. Yeah. So I realized I just got to like, Go on the path, trust the universe, um, you know, don't be chasing stuff too hard. Yes. If it's for you, it it's will not miss you. You're you going to be all right. Yes. The, the, this doesn't prepare you for the business is quite literally what I know to be true. Mm -hmm. And... There's no there's no blueprint because it not only does the business change like every ten years, our time coming up changed because of digital, social, all the different ways that you had to be on. Like when I came up in J school, they was like just just interview. You have to move to a small town and you got to one man bandit and then you'll mm. eventually in twenty seven thousand years maybe make it to a major market. And I was like, first of all, I went to school. Right outside. I went to school in Jersey. I was already interning in New York. I was like, I'm not moving. I'm already here in the number one market. I'm going to figure it out. Now, I took the long way because I didn't do that. And I took the way that was more like I had to just figure it out, literally freelancing and just figuring it out. But I knew I wasn't going to give up. And I love that you said, like, I, I'm not giving up. At the end of the day, you can't tell me mm -mm. that my gifting, my anointing isn't going to keep me here. And so I'm glad that you dealt with the fame, fame and I'm glad that you got therapy because yeah. a lot of people didn't, did, especially then, we didn't really understand the importance of it and we weren't talking about it as much. But do you remember from that time, what was the biggest takeaway from like your first iteration of therapy that you learned about yourself? I like, wanted a black therapist. <laughs> oh, so you had, you had a white, a white person. Uh, I did. I mean, because I actually started at Juilliard. I went oh, through wow. like a bad breakup and then I found out like they had a therapy person there. I love it. And so I went to this white guy, super sweet. But like when you started to explain, like yeah. I got whoopings and stuff and they're like, you were beat when you were a child. You were going through trauma, which some people are, do go through trauma, but yes. mine probably were warranted. And <laughs> that's how my parents dealt with it. I turned out fine. Right. Um, you know, so for me, I was like, I need someone to, that understands what that is mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Like I was not, I don't consider myself abused. Yeah. I think I was disciplined. So I let that go. Yeah. <laughs> and found you a black. I did. Therapist. And I found someone that actually pretty much knows the business really, really well. Yeah. And so that's been really cool too to like have somebody that I don't have to like explain what this is. Mm -hmm. They know it firsthand. I love that. So that's been really good. Um, and now when you think about like your stage and your on screen, on TV process, I'm sure it's two different things because on stage every night, you can't be like, cut, I have to do this again. I have to do that again. What's the difference I wish. In, pre <laughs> in preparing for stage and screen? Oh, there's so many differences. There's so many similarities. I'll start with similarities. For me, I think it's all about telling the truth, mm. being honest within the character, listening, responding, honestly, doing the work. Yeah. Like, doing the work on the character. Yeah. Um, as far as the differences, I mean, it's so many. 
from when you have a camera and yes my nails broke when you have a camera <laughs> period is what it is um this close to your face yeah. you know and you still have to um emote a certain feeling and then you play the same character and now people can't even see you in the nosebleed and you have to find a way to emote a certain feeling like for me with theater I always go up into the balconies mm. and I had to see what they can see. And I was like, you can't even see me. <laughs> so I got to use my voice. Yes. Like I have to like let people know how I'm feeling through my body. But then when you get a camera, yes, my nose broke. This close, <laughs> it's different. The mm. intimacy is different. Like, you, so I just love like switching mediums. I love, love, love. I'll never forget when I was in that show, I can't really talk about them, but the first show. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the director, Michael, told me, I want you to go bigger. Mm-hmm. I want you to get on the table and go bigger. And I said, like, you want me to literally get on the table and go bigger? And mind you, I'm just out of school. Right. So everything I've been told about TV and films, small, small, yes. small. He's like, no, I want you to be big. And I was like, oh, wow. So it truly is about being honest mm. within the character. If the character's big, just be big. If the character's small, like scale it back. Like, so there's a lot of different um, different things. I love that answer. I think, and I really loved when you said, "I think about the people in the nosebleeds." Oh yeah. Do you remember where you sat when you first saw the color purple in the nosebleeds? So but like you, the front nosebleed part. Do you ever think about like? Acting to her, oh the yeah, little Danielle. That's the that's the only thing that got me through the piano lesson. <laughs> and, that, and, and which we we don't even have time to. We don't have to do a part two because we gotta um, unpack the piano lesson because y'all she auditioned yeah. with, for Juilliard with the, with the piano lesson. Yeah. So again, another full circle moment, yeah. which is why I'm like, I know that you are fighting through some things right now, but baby, this whatever this full circle is about to be for you um. is got to be so big like every every time you make a step god's like i got you i got you every single time so i i've been in the space where i've had to have someone literally sit in my face and be like i don't care what you're going through don't mm. give up so this is my time telling you, you i don't care what you're going through don't give up no, because you. if you got the piano lesson and the color purple and all these things imagine what's coming on the other side of this girl it's, it's gonna be big. <laughs> we just gonna face it. Thank you. In the meantime, okay. So one of the last questions that I have for you is, um, the grace and plans of God are revealed in our creative lives on a more frequent basis because we're always risking. We're always going in front of people. We don't really have a, mm. a nine to five. We don't really have someone being like every day you got to do these seven tasks and this is what it is. We are always going in front of people to prove our value Mm. and prove our worth even if we know it in ourselves we are always saying hey what about me when i think about it it's wild to think about how many people already had us in mind for things Mm. that we didn't even think about can you tell me a time that god absolutely blew your mind because you were on someone else's mind and you had no idea that they even knew you existed Mm. That's a big one. Ooh. That's a hard question. Hmm. That's a hard question. But I, I think know. I might... Ha- what? what no, nope, I did my research. I was going to say... You say it. Because didn't the director from your superhero show... Oh, yeah, John... I mean, not John. James Gunn. Yes, James Gunn. Oh, Yeah. He's very special. He did see me in that first show <laughs> and and watched, um, watched that show and then hired me for his show. But what I would say is Mahalia. Woo! Because I was working really hard to get that done um, through studio. Had a great, great director attached to it. And um, it just fell through. Mm. It fell through. And and I didn't know at the time, Kenny Leon, who's also a phenomenal director, one of my favorites, he had me in mind Mm. um, to play for Mahalia. 
because I mean, they're at the, you know at the time shoot they were about four five during my hell is like you know coming out the woodworks you know. But he had me in mind for that one, and I said, you know what, I'm not gonna let ego. That's a big one, ego man. I said I ain't gonna let ego get in the way of this man. I feel like her story needs to be told. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to not let it happen and not let me be the vessel because I'm waiting on some big network and studio to pick it up or mm-hmm. studio to pick it up. So I, I let that go and listened to the spirit and ended up going with the Kenny one. And then we ended up even getting Emmy nominated sure for did. that. And um, people were really moved by that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because, like, I was able to have such a say. Yes. Um, and I produced things before, but, like, Kenny really gave me a voice. And when you talk about, like, where we talked about being a leading lady, that was truly my first time feeling like one. And he really, um, I felt like, whether he knew it or not, mentored me into that. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, so what would you want? You the leader lady. You tell me. Like, wow. he just was, like, bossing me up. Like, like he was like, yeah, you need to know how to take space. I was like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take space. I ain't doing another take. I ain't Period. Doing no, I'm just kidding. But, I, I but that, that was, um, I would say that would be it. And so you said ego. Mm-hmm. Is that the hardest lesson to that has been to unlearn or to learn how to navigate with? Uh, I wouldn't say the hardest. It's been one that I think I've passed the test. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the one that I know can trip people up the most, and I've seen it trip people up the most. And when sometimes I've seen it, what I think help people, you know. Mm-hmm. I, there's been moments where I've seen people be some real divas, and I get what they want, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, is that how you're supposed to be? That's not how I'm supposed to be. Hello. That's not who God made me to be. It's this weird thin line between having ego and taking up space. Mm. And like Jay-Z says it, said it a lot, where he'll be like, sometimes you need your ego to like remind these people. And I do think that sometimes we are so humble that we don't recognize or walk in the power Mm -hmm. of who we are. And so I think towing that line of like having confidence and not letting it turn into a big, big ego is like really important. And so I love that you said that. I think that's been it for me. One of the hardest is like navigating the humbleness because I think the way I was taught, and maybe you were too with the Christianity growing up in the church thing, is that you really got to remove that. You need to be humble. Everything you do. It ain't from you. It's from the Lord. It's, which it is, it but, is. like, you can't take no credit yeah. for it. Like, somebody praise you, so what? Like, that's really how I was kind of raised. That's how I was raised, and too. And so, it really, when you come into this industry, that does not serve you. It you, doesn't you, serve you. You got to learn how to use it as confidence and not cockiness and mm-hmm. not ego, but, like, you do need to stand in your power. And I think that's a way of knowing, like, like, serving God too is like letting people know like God lives within me and a part of that is me holding my head up high and when someone does say you did a great job saying thank you and that's it yep. not oh that's because no that wasn't me that was just you know oh no the cast was wonderful you know no thank you mm. So I'm learning to do that more. You, I think you did. I think you're doing it. And on the view, you. we were talking about this. This is the last question because I know you got to go pick up baby girl. But yeah. the view you were on with Whoopi Goldberg, can I just say I watched it and Whoopi was looking at you with such pride. Have you ever rewatched it? Not recently, no. Okay, I'm going to show you because you need to okay. see it. Such an admiration for you. So it's so good to be well, here with you. And I wish I could just be like, hey, Miss Whoopi, what's up? <laughs> I'm so nervous. You should know that, you know, your work is magnificent. She looked at you like not only were you her daughter, like like she and she even said, I I think I had a little part in like Mm. and I know how much she means to you in your career. But you said that you finally are owning your voice and your space and the anointing on your life. There's a lot of us out here who are having trouble owning that. So what would you say to anyone who's like, I, I think I get it, but I'm not there yet. I don't believe, mm. I, have, I have doubts. Mm. I don't think God really called me yet. What would you say to them about taking up their space and owning their anointing on their lives? 
I feel like when it's time, you gonna own it. Mm. You gonna own it. There might be moments where you still don't, but there's lessons in it. There's a reason why, like, just keep trying. Like, I remember my daughter yesterday in the car, or today, it's frustrated. <laughs> I can't get it, I can't get it. I said, keep trying, mm. you gotta keep trying. And I would say the same thing, keep trying. You might not get it the first time. There's gonna come a moment when you gonna live in it and you gonna know it, but that comes with time. So yeah, give yourself time and keep trying. Mm. Well, speaking of keeping trying, I just love that you always keep trying, you keep showing up for us. And I wanted to give you a little token of our appreciation. Oh, because love we love you so much. Thank you. Raven. Thank you. We just Raven. love you thank so you. much. And thank you yeah. so much for thank being you. here today. And however this craziness turns out, which do you want to speak to anything about this moment and what it means? <laughs> no. No. With, we with good. strike. Yeah. No. Period. Get these people back to work. Thank you. But I will say, you have... I think enough people talking about hello, it. Hello. But you deserve all the flowers. Thank you. And I'm so grateful that you exist. I remember the first time seeing you on screen and every single time since. You have taken up the space with such specialness, Thank such you. poise, and such a, a knowing of your craft. You are great at what you do. Thank you are anointed you. to do what you do. And not even just this. You anointed to take up space in other spaces. I Thank already see you. it for you. You, I, It gives talk show. It gives EGOT. Ah, it gives all I the receive, things. I receive. So I receive. And the same you. for you. Thank you, Like, sis. what you're doing is super special. Thank you. I hope that you know that there's only one lane that anybody can go in. And that's you. Period. Gia Pepper is <laughs> supposed to be in that one particular lane. <laughs> Look, it ain't gonna look like everybody's lane. It ain't gonna. It's gonna be rocky roads. Child. It's gonna be hills that you go down like a little girl with your feet held up on your bike, where you just jollied in the mud. Yes. Like it's gonna be amazing parts of it, but yep. it can't nobody take that road but you. Period. But Same. I tell you one thing: there's gonna be some young women that can look back at that road and say, or forward at that road and say, "Oh wow." Mm. I think I can take that. Mm. Maybe I can forge my own because she did it. That's what I'm excited for. Okay, I'm excited for that. No, we didn't cry. We did so good. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> but I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for being a guest on Heal Girl. Y'all follow Danielle Brooks as you know it. If you're not already, I don't know why you why you even here. I'm just playing. You need to follow my sis. Congratulations on everything that is coming. And it's coming in the future. Amen. And, to you too. And we'll see you soon. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. <laughs> hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Obviously, so much has happened for my good sister, y'all, since we record this, recorded this conversation. But I still wanted to share it with the world because I think it shows how powerful it is to wait for God's full circle moments to materialize in our lives. And so, like I said in the beginning of the interview, I'm going to let y'all hear more of our Zoom combo that we did after the strike ended because Danielle has some more powerful thoughts. So check it out. And thank you for watching. I saw it for the first time when I was 15 in 05. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was rocked my world because I was like, oh my gosh, there's a path. There's a way I can do this. I can get to the theater. Like I can make this a profession. And then, you know, studied, went to Juilliard and um, had a lot of no's, no, no, no's, do, you know, auditioning for off-Broadway and Broadway shows. And I remember, um, funny bit, I had booked Orange is the New Black, finally got my first TV gig. And I did that gig and I was sitting at home yeah. um, and I remember the announcement. They were like, um, we're having Cynthia and Jennifer be in the revival of The Color Purple. It was on the news or something. And I sat there yeah. eating whatever food I was eating. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see who they cast in this. <laughs> Not thinking that it could be a possibility for me because I was working. And it was, and you know, I think that's what you find out is like God orchestrates your life in a certain way um, yeah. because he knows what he is doing. And yeah. so that's what that was. 10 years later, starred in The Color Purple. And um, you know, now in the movie version, the reimagined movie version, and, I, and this is my first studio film. You know, I've done a lot of independent films, really great ones, but this is my first studio film, so. 
it's very much um, full circle. And like yeah. one of those things is like, just trust the process. Know that yeah. whatever your path is supposed to be, it will fall into place the way it's supposed to. And Amen. I know that I'm a living testament of that. But last thing I want to ask you before we go is what parts of Danielle got healed or amplified playing Sophia? My strength. A lot of people don't realize because when you are being strong, they think you just are that. And I mm. faked it till I made it, honey, mm. <laughs> literally. And so playing her every night and, and especially on Broadway really amplified like, you have to start walking in that and not being afraid of the strength and power that you hold within yourself. And so, you know, with, you know, years later, I feel like I've come back to this character and I if have am truly embodying that and know what that yeah. is now. And I'm able to receive all of the love that I feel from people that watch my work. I wasn't before. I truly had imposter syndrome and did not know how to accept all this love um but now I do and I and I know who I am and I know the strength that I hold within myself the power that I hold and I'm not afraid of that anymore so that's exciting the growth that Sophia has given me mm. I love it yeah congratulations I love thank you so much y'all check out this full thank episode you. of Healed Girl Era, and make sure you see the color purple. Danielle Brooks is in it as Sophia whenever you can, but Christmas Day, take your family to the theaters, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> yes. Love you, girl. Too. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.